Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This has been quite the crazy week, hasn't it, my friends? And of course, you want my opinion on it all. I understand that. But I have the opinion that's going to make you go, that's Simon, he's such an idiot. Somebody should fire him out of a cannon. And that is always remember that we are dealing with human beings here. They have real feelings. They have real emotions. And regardless who is right and who is wrong, they're probably going through it right now. And the last thing they need is a bald a-hole going, here's my two cents. So I'm not going to give you my two cents. Not that it's wrong with anyone that has given their two cents. I'm just going to hold my hand up and say, I hope everybody gets back to a point where they feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. And if you've never watched a video before, this is basically the atmosphere of all these videos is a bit weird. But don't worry about all of that. Let's put it to one side, which AEW has done as well. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling and welcome to Ups and Downs, a show where we give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. When it comes to professional wrestling, let's ask the finger of power if he's ready. Ah, oh, he's good to go. That happened. Let's up those downs. <laughs> Dynamite didn't he kick off with a big video reminding you that MGF had returned it all out? Don't worry if you forgot this. I don't think anybody actually remembered. The interesting part is that CM Punk's name was not mentioned at all, even though Maxwell was talking to him in the ring. As far as I'm concerned, this whole situation should end with Maxwell Jacob Freeman being the AEW World Champion. I am deadly serious. We then jumped into another video hosted by Tony Khan that did address the AEW world title and the trios titles. And once again, nobody's name was said, but all of these belts have been vacated. So now they're up for grabs. The bit that really tickled me, should not have done that with my hand, is that if you weren't into the internet scene and you don't know what's been going on backstage because you do live under a rock, you would have been like, wait a minute, I paid 50 bucks for a pay-per-view. I definitely saw CM Punk and the Elite win some gold, and now they just don't even exist anymore. It was for the best, though, because sometimes you just have to play the cards you've been dealt, and not only later are we going to get the Death Triangle taking on the best friends to crown brand new trios champions, but we're also having a tournament to see who's going to become the world champion. Flub me, AEW loves the tournament. This one is quite cool though, because it is going to culminate a Grand Slam in a few weeks, and everybody involved in it has not only been a former past champion, but apart from Brian Danielson, they are all AEW originals. That was kind of the vibe throughout this entire show. It was like a throwback. 
the right thing to do. Chris Jericho and John Moxley are already in the semi-finals, and our other two first-round matches are Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen and Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Once again, I don't care who does come out victorious. I've said it once, I'll say it twice, maybe I'll say it thrice. Eventually and very soon, just give the damn thing MJF. Also, some people booed Tony Khan when he did appear on screen, and I think that's got to be a facepalm moment. Let's not walk down that path. When indeed Maxwell Jacob Friedman walked to the ring and the reaction this guy got. He was perfect here too, because initially he acted like, oh man, I'm a babyface, I'm a good guy. Let's be the hero 101, because he was praising the fans, he was having a good time. But you could just tell that his inner asshole was about to blast out there. This was the most disingenuous thing I've ever seen in my life. He also promised to become the champion, especially because AEW is in dark times and needs somebody to lead it to the promised land. And yes, if you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, that sounds like Moses. Well, that's what MJF brought up. The mother flubber now thinks he's Moses. This is when John Moxley's music hit and he interrupted, so we were on full-on sports entertainment mode. And honestly, it took about 3.2 seconds for Freeman to turn to the fans and say, shut up, you absolute goobers. I hate every single one of you. And actually, what I want to do is win that AEW World Championship. So I have collateral when the big contract debate of 2024 comes, because I'm going to take all of this, and I'm going to go to WWE. And he talked about Cody Rhodes, and he talked about Triple H, and he talks about Nick Khan by saying he's the only Khan in wrestling that matters. I was like, do you remember when we thought we were going back full on kayfabe? No. Surprise, surprise, John was having none of that and was like, well, MGF, maybe you should leave. And if you don't, I will make you. And after he had scared this guy off, oh my goodness. He cut this promo to the point if halfway through he had gone Simon Miller, you have to run through a wall, I would have got ready and I would have run at that concrete. Now, what would have happened was this, and I would have just smacked my head, but even when I came to, I'd be like, oh, I did it for you, Mox. I mean, this dude gets you all pumped up. I mean, he went right into the business and what it means to him and the ups and downs, the left and rights, and he went through the entire competitor list in that tournament and he put every single one of them over and he was basically like, I bleed for this. I need it. It means everything to me. And seriously, everyone just needs to give a round of applause for John Moxley because no matter what happens, you can depend on him and he only ever gives you 172%, which makes no sense because you can't give more than 100%. Finish it by saying it's time for him to become a legend. And that's what we should do. Give John Moxley the belt, then do John Moxley versus MJF. I mean, that's a little bit difficult because you don't want to beat Mox again. Otherwise, I've already said, told you I'd do it for a thrice time. You want Freeman to become the champ, but right now, I don't care. This was just coming out with your guns a-blazing and reminding you that we're here to be entertained by professional wrestling to the point it doesn't just get an up, it gets a golden up. Some of you may be going, Simon, that didn't deserve a golden up, but given everything we've had over the last few days and then we got this, just made me feel good about myself. That's a nice feeling. And this was doubly true because throughout all this, I saw a sign in the crowd that said, Simon, give Buffalo an up. Now I'm going to presume you mean the city we were in and not the animal, although who doesn't like a good Buffalo? But as I have said time and time again, if you want it, you get it. Thanks for being nice. Get it up. And then it was sorting time because it was the death triangle versus the best friends. This was just fantastic. It was just an excellent trios match. I won't stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. 
getting it up. It was still a bit bizarre because we were crowning new trios champions three days after we crowned new trios champions. So we were living in the phantom zone. Although it kicked off with Orange Cassidy versus Penta. And after Penta had taken off his gloves and thrown them to Alex Abrahantes, Orange Cassidy did the same with his sunglasses and chucked them to Danhausen. I crossed my arms and I looked into the distance and I thought to myself, wrestling is really, really weird. This kicked everything off though. And honestly, the speed of the first tag klaxon, huh? It took about 2.3 seconds and everybody was throwing bones, including Chuck Taylor and Trent, because they quite physically grabbed Orange Cassidy and they held him over the top rope and he took everybody out. Chuck Taylor didn't think that was enough. So he did a stage dive, but all that happened was that we pissed back off and he just started laying into everyone. And it also must have freaked out Danhausen and Abrahantes because they then got into it. And after Danhausen had cursed Alex and Alex had kind of pie-faced him, Danny Boy was like, all right, and it punched him in the dick. Once again, this just wound up back though. So he got to the upside and he booted Danhausen so hard in the head, I laughed. And that sounds terrible. And I'm a big fan of Danhausen. But sometimes when you get ultra-violent, makes me giggle. It was awesome for Orange, who then flew in with a crossbody and a tornado TDT that packs hold so well. I think I had a baby. And what does that mean for a near fall? And even though the best friends were gathering momentum here, I can't tell a lie. Never actually believed they were going to win. Eventually, we did go move, 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 go, 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 go. When Penta hit the Made in Japan for a near fall. But then we got a bunch of super kicks. And I think the death triangle must have gone, wait a minute, we're named after a shape. There's one end, there's two end, there's three ends. Three is the magic number. And they hit a triple Canadian destroyer. And all this told me is that pro wrestling needs to be entered into the Olympics. And this would be some kind of synchronized move. It did left Taylor totally by himself. So Pac hit the black arrow to get the one, two, three. And to ensure that the death triangle became the brand new trios champions. This also means the pack is a trios champion and he's the all Atlantic champion. So now <laughs> we should call him Tupac. I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. And actually, when you think about it, it doesn't add up at all. What a fantastic start to the show, though. Oh, I've already given it up, but up. We then had a quick segment with the Dark Order where Andrade once again was trying to buy 10. So I presume we're going to go into a tag team match where we pick two guys from the Dark Order and they take on Andrade and Roosh. And I'll level with you. The reason I like this is because Mr. Tranquilo is a really strange character who thinks you can purchase human beings. And I will tell you this for free. That's illegal. We were then right into the thicker things too because we did have a championship contender opportunity match or an eliminator. I don't know what the hell it's called. But basically, if Penelope Ford could beat Tony Storm, Penelope Ford would be given the opportunity to take on Tony Storm for the championship. Now, that is absolute madness. It doesn't make any sense, but do I care? No, because I tell you this. Not only is Tony Storm underrated, she is such a good wrestler, but so is Penelope Ford. When do you ever see her have a bad match? I'll give you a few seconds. Dun -dun 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 Never. Otherwise, though, it was mostly to establish that Tony is our brand new champion. But in the early going, Ford was able to grab her and just crush her into Simba the Still Steps. She also hit that handspring elbow move she likes to do. And I'm pretty sure at one point she just landed a suplex and she went for the cover. And I was shouting from my chair. Yes, more of that. Slams go for the pin. Suplexes go for the pin. Double axe handles off the top go for the pin. 
then maybe one day one of these maneuvers will actually win a match and oh my gosh, I would just go crazy. I need it in my life. She also went for a Northern Lights suplex, but that was the worst idea she could have done because when Tony Storm was up in the air, she reversed the momentum and she hit a DDT. And you know how much I enjoy the relationship between DDTs and Tony Storm. She uses them so damn much, but that's good. If you think you've got a move that is devastating, why wouldn't you pull it out? She got the win. She is still your champion. I'm not sure where we are going next. It can have it up. I mean, I don't think it was designed to last long in the memory. It was just there to keep things rolling. And also, Kip Sabian came out with Penelope Ford because, of course, they're married in real life and he had the box over his head. It's just nice to see him back on TV properly because that guy is good and his gimmick is absolutely bizarre. So you'll be shocked to hear that I like it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We then got a promo from 2.0 Action Bronson and Hook because they are going to have a tag team match at Grand Slam and I am so excited about that. My arms may fall off. Also, man, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker are genuinely, I mean, there's 100% of my being, the most entertaining people in all of wrestling. They don't even say anything funny, but the way they deliver it is damn hilarious. I'm going to go on record now. Before the end of 2023... I want them to be the tag team champions. And then AEW put on their thinking caps. And damn it, this was smart. Because the acclaims music hit and surprise, surprise, they were massively over. But just as Max Caster did the whole listen, listen, and was about to do his rap, 
Swerve Strickland interrupted and made sure everybody knew he is now a mega heel. The reason this was clever is because if you were going to let Caster rap, he would have had to have dressed the punk elite situation. And if he hadn't, everyone would be like, oh man, where's your balls? I can't believe you haven't got any edge. Even though we know Adam Copeland is signed to WWE. But doing it this way, it took that power away, I suppose. It wasn't Max Caster's fault. And if the goal was to turn Swerve into mega asshole, <laughs> what we did. Strickland also said he thought it was a joke that the Acclaim wanted to be tag team champions, although we are going to be doing this rematch in New York. Of course, eventually Billy Gunn got on the microphone and was all like, oh man, I'm an ass man, scissor me daddy, and all of that. And it was just crazy over. And everyone made a load of noise. And I genuinely think in a few weeks when we get to that show, Max Caster and Anthony Bowens will become the tag team champions. And I have been saying that for the last 12 months. So I'm ready, I'm prepared. This is gonna rock. Again, very well thought out segment up. Chris Jericho and the JAS were then backstage with Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho was all like, oh man, I found the fountain of youth. Drink it in, man. And that was definitely a nostalgia pop. And pointed out that given that he did beat Brian Danielson at All Out, he is now not only the greatest wrestler in the world, but the greatest sports entertainer. Interestingly, he also mentioned how AEW is his company and it's his locker room. And just diving back into the reality well for one second, Jericho does come across as a very calming presence and he's super professional. And obviously he's got successes up the two nine. He's done all of it. This kind of made me realize, especially since Sunday, damn it, are they lucky to have him? He is one of the best. And then Wardlow crushed Tony Nese. I mean, why not? I do believe the TNT title was on the line, which is really important because that thing has just vanished into the dust as of late. And basically, he just punched Tony, gave him three power bombs, one, two, three, and we were done. The thing is, though, not only was the crowd really into this, but it ties into what I said earlier. Certain elements of this AEW show felt like Tony Khan going, man, we've got to get back to what we were doing a year or so ago. And this truly is how it came across. He was also going to give Mark Sterling the powerbomb before Josh would save him because they have some kind of relationship. And Wardlow cut an impassioned promo after this being like, oh my gosh, I love AEW. I was born here 72 years ago and I will never leave. I will never die. And this is the kind of thing we needed. It was all like, hoorah, hoorah, wahey, wahey. We one team and we're marching towards the future. For the love of everything, do give him a one-on-one -on -one singles feud, though. Up. That whole idea then continued, because of course it is going to be Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen on Friday at Rampage in the World Title Tournament. And we had a video here that reminded you of their past. And if you are not excited for that match after you've seen this, or you're just being that guy, then you're allowed to be that guy but you're still that guy. The thread continued on as well because it was then time for the first match in the world title tournament and it was Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Now we've seen this match before. It's never bad, but you have the extra story caveat here that Danielson has never beat the cowboy. So I took my ass, I settled into the sofa just had a rollicking good time. This was especially true because William Regal joined the commentary team here and called Excalibur Buttercup and then said, oh, 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 I can get away with that because I'm an eccentric Englishman. It's just such a strange thing to do. And as always, I like it. They then started to wrestle and as ever, they kind of canceled each other out. But when there was an opening, do you know what Danielson did to Paige? He stomped on his knees. And I was like, that is one of the worst things I've ever said. You don't want someone stomping on your knees. How are you going to walk? Hangman then came back with this horrible looking lariat. I mean, he killed this guy. But I also think he forgot that Brian is a student of the game. And he knows that in 2022 wrestling, a dive 
is going to happen at some point. So Hangman went for a dive, Danielson got out the way, and then he took him and he threw him into Rita Riposte. He then focused on breaking Paige's arm because he was like, oh my gosh, if I do break that limb, he's not able to hit me with the buckshot lariat. But unfortunately throughout this, I think he forgot about the art of catching. And what does that mean? Well, Danielson went for a crossbody, the cowboy caught him, he gave him a fallaway slam, he gave him a tope, and he was going to finish this off with the dead eye. But once again, the American Dragon had different ideas. Because instead, Brian then went back to trying to pull that arm off, which he did again after the buckshot lariat attempt. But when he realized this was going bad, he rolled out the ring. This then led to them smacking the ship out of each other when, man, they went absolutely nuts. Because these two started tussling on the top when Brian started to kick Paige's head in. He went to give him a German suplex from up there, or a back suplex. Hangman landed on his feet. He then went for the buckshot lariat, but Brian Danielson got out of that, and he applied the lapel lock. I just started spinning round because I was like, how did they do it? They were then just escaping and transitioning through everything because they're such damn good professional wrestlers and the finish to this. Hangman Adam Page went for one final buckshot lariat. Brian Danielson reversed it into the O'Connor roll, which is basically a variation of the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And he went into this crab pin which was too much for the hangman, and Danielson finally beat him one, two, three. So all of this was just so well done, I had a thousand smiles in my heart, which is such a weird thing to say. The narrative in place here, because Danielson going through means next week, he does take on Chris Jericho, who screwed him over at the pay-per-view, and that is Killian Audible called by AEW, because of course we remember what happened a few days ago. So it's another round of applause. Go watch this. Up. Jungle Boy Jack Perry was here after this to let us know that Christian is injured. He is going to have to get surgery, but when he's back, he's going to injure him and put him back into a surgical bed. But in the meantime, he must deal with Luchasaurus, which does make sense because the dinosaur did screw him over. But does this sound like a good idea on paper? Like if I came to you and said, listen, I'm having a problem with the Tyrannosaurus Rex and I'm going to have a wrestling match with him, you would go, Simon, that is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. From nowhere, Stokely Hathaway and his goons then walked out onto the stage. And it was quite funny because he was like, oh, I'm the king of the ladder match. And he did technically win it. When a stagehand was like, listen, Stokes, we don't have time for your interview. So Hathaway was all like, ha, 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 I'm the end of level boss. So here's my minion, W. Morrissey, kick this guy's head off. And there is something to this staple. I enjoy them, although I don't know what we're going to do with them. And yet there was no real connection between them and MGF at all. Like, I have to assume that Maxwell just paid them off and said, oh, do my bidding. But I do raise my eyebrow. However, like I said, there is something here that we need to wait and see. All of this did mean as well that we were saving our main event to be Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Utah for the ROH Pure Championship. And these two right now are just putting together a forever feud. They have wrestled so many times, as we were told and shown here, and they never dropped the ball. We also went all in with this because we had a special entrance from West Side Gun, and we had judges just in case this did indeed go the time limit. And I really enjoyed that because it just gives you that little thing in your tum-tum where you go, well, could it go to the time limit? Are we going to get a judge's decision? Because AEW is going to do that one day. It's the whole reason why they're out there. Otherwise, these guys are just like they're from some weird wrestling planet that's called wrestling. And when you wake up in the morning, you eat wrestling. Don't also forget that it was a pure rules match. And I say that because I forgot. But it meant you could only grab the ropes a few times, which Daniel Garcia did early on, so he could grab wheels and throw them to the outside. It was then suplex fun time as we had a dozen variations of this. But the worst one is when Daniel Garcia grabbed Utah and kind of gave him a German suplex off the second rope 
and Wheeler landed right on his head. I, I looked at this just with a look on my face of utter disgust. <laughs> Why does nobody care about their skull? Then he followed up with a superplex and went right into the Dragon Tamer. And as I've said before, and as I'll say again, I like the fact that we have a brand new variation of the sharpshooter, but this tied right into the rules again, because Wheeler had to climb over to the ropes and use one of his rope breaks. And I think they both knew this too, because they just went for submission after submission after submission, thinking to themselves, well, if I force them into enough rope breaks and they have none left, I can just hold on my move for the next 72 years and then more than likely I'm going to win. That became the idea too because whoever could lock on their finisher properly first was going to get the victory. So when Garcia went back to the Dragon Tamer and properly bent over in this one, I mean, he was basically kissing Wheelie Utah. Wheels had no choice. He tapped out and once again, what a fabulous match on an absolutely packed dynamite. The fans reacted great to this too. We had all the bells and whistles and the confetti. And also, Brian Danielson came out after this and he put the belt around Daniel Garcia, which also brought out Chris Jericho. And he deserves a medal because the look on his face, it's like he had, I don't know, gone home and found Garcia in bed with his wife. It was genuinely devastated. This was also probably because Wheeler Utah and Daniel Garcia did obey the code of honor and they were like, oh, thank you for a match. Oh, thank you very much for a match. So this love triangle, I suppose, has now become a love square because you've got Danielson, you've got Jericho, you've got Sick Garcia, and now surely Wheeler Utah is a bit like, well, daddy just came out and he's supporting my brother. What about me? But it all worked and it made me want to see what's going to happen next week, which is always the idea. It is having it up. Which brought us to the end of an AEW Dynamite. And like your good selves, I was sitting there beforehand thinking to myself, well, what the flub are they going to do? And they rolled it back. That's what they did. They went back to, I don't know, 2021 or 2020, whenever you thought the peak of AEW was, or at least that's what it felt like to me, which is why overall, it's getting a down. <laughs> of course it's not. Give it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.